Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by uh, On Three's national recruiting analyst, uh, Jerry Hamilton. Jerry, uh, like myself, also writes for Inside Texas on the On Three Network. How you doing today, Jerry? I'm good, Bobby. Just uh, you know, cruising right along. Uh, as we said yesterday, junior days are here. Uh, late this February signing period's not here. Uh, portal's still here. Uh, we still got. It's crazy. You got guys like Jackson Dart, the USC quarterback. Now Isaiah Nayor, we're going to talk about in Austin. We got kids that classes have started at these schools. Tennessee started starts today right and these kids haven't made a decision they're not on campus yet so it's a this is a wild wild ride in this cycle yeah I tell you what we're going to do two things today uh, first we're going to talk about a couple of the the big name guys that we that uh, inside Texas broke news on last night and the, and then again today uh the 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 uh, uh, tr- uh the transfer portal guys and then we want to finish out what we were doing yesterday which was going over some of the the big name players coming in uh on defense this time we did offense yesterday for the junior day uh so let's just i mean for you and me let's just get right into it you broke the news yesterday that isaiah nayor uh the transfer from wyoming originally from arlington lamar has been committed to tennessee has also looked at Ole miss is now visiting texas or is expected to visit texas on wednesday yeah, uh, Naor's on campus uh, right now per uh, a source pretty close there. And, you know, it's interesting, Sar- Sarkeesian uh, had an in-home with the kid yesterday evening and kind of locked up getting him on campus. Lane Kiffin was in the area as well. I'm not sure if that was Monday or Tuesday, but because Naor committed to Tennessee, I believe January 8th, but then he showed up on Ole Miss's campus the 12th and 13th, I believe. Um, so I think that gave uh, allowed Texas to take a second look there and push after Mario Williams committed to USC. Not that Nayor is a second place finisher to Mario Williams, but I think it was one portal wide receiver early. It looked like Nayor was going elsewhere. Um, uh, but uh, it, it, now, you know, we'll see. Why. I don't think Ole Miss is a player. I think it's Tennessee and, and Texas. And, um, you know, I think the big thing with Nayor is does he believe he's a number one receiver at Tennessee? Or does he think coming in he can get as many targets as Xavier Worthy at Texas as a presumable number two? I'm not sure he's a number two. I'd say it's a more 1A, 1B when one, both those guys combined for 1,900 yards last year, right? So, I mean, and there's 20 yards a catch and 6'3 and a half, 210. But I think that's the perception that a kid's dealing with, right? You can go to Tennessee and be the one, or you come to Texas and they have an All-American. Yeah, I mean, more I, I, targets. and this is where Steve Sarkeesian's just got to show him his – track record that's right I mean let's be clear I mean was Jalen Waddle one or was Devontae Smith was right, well, that, Bobby that's a great point Jalen Waddle's one until he got hurt then Devontae Smith went yeah. <laughs> was Jerry was Jerry Judy or was Henry Ruggs right I mean um there's a value there that that um has a trickle down effect on both parties uh both are all receivers if you're at a certain level so 
Um, he's most certainly going to get more one-on-one matchups at Texas than no he doubt. would at Tennessee if he's the one and only one or the primary, right? right? And, and, and that's the coaches. That's like you said, that's Sarkeesian's job. They got to sell that and they've got to, uh, that's recruiting, right? Yeah. I mean, that's putting it on the board. That's, that's talking about it. And, that, and then that's proving it out. So yesterday, last night on, on, on Tuesday night, you, you said it was a tentative visit. Today, you're reporting that you heard directly from the source that he is that Nayor actually did make the visit to Austin. Yeah, he's on campus. He was in transit uh, mid morning, so he he's in Austin right now. Okay, gotcha. All right, the other player that uh, it is reporting that Texas has uh, continued interest in is Latavius Breeny, a uh, uh, safety started I think ten games or eleven games this year for Georgia, uh, six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds. Just visited Arkansas, uh, also considering Mississippi State, Louisville, and now Texas. Uh, has officially thrown its hat in the ring as well. Um, you know, we talked about it, Jerry, and, and I go back to this, and I don't have much to report other than Brini maybe making a visit later this week. Um, but we've talked about this. What are the positions of need for Texas? Quarterback, Quinn Ewers, right? We knew that. We thought they might go for an, a veteran tight end. Jalil Billingsley came aboard, okay? We thought they might look for help at corner, uh, given uh, their their – some, some weakness there last year. They got Ryan Watts, who they felt really good about. Now we start getting into this other group of where else do they need? You knew they had to have a wide receiver. You know they have to have a defensive end edge guy and or an off-ball linebacker, and you think that they needed a safety. Otherwise, they're going to be starting possibly two freshmen back there. So um, that's where Nayor as the wide receiver piece, Brini as a safety piece, and then you have someone like O'Shawn Mathis um, at TCU who is in the portal but has not made a, an announcement yet and may not do so until later. Um, it's it's all interesting to me where Texas is as, as we go into, you know, as you said, yeah. Texas started classes on Tuesday. I feel pretty confident uh, Mathis will be wearing that same uh, polo that Gary Patterson was yesterday <laughs> in the Irwin Center, okay? I don't. I, I think they're joined at the hip. Uh, not to say something can't happen, but, you know, whenever Mathis does, which will be June, um, you know, make that decision, I, I'd be surprised if that's not Texas of today. Brini, I think so, it becomes a huge recruit for Texas. But you pointed it out. I mean, do you really want to go into the Alabama game next year with two freshmen starting at safety? Then – feel like the formula for success um, necessarily, even though Brian Allen's a really good player and, and they got good players coming in. Uh, just that this is not the like Nayor, Brini, you throw in Oshawn Mathis. These aren't the normal portal guys. These are impact portal guys. I, I mean, I, so that Brini's a huge recruit because that gives you size, physicality, um, and, and a guy that's big time starting experience for a national championship team. The question with him is going to be does is he going to does he want to leave the SEC? I think that's what this is going to comes down to, right? It's Arkansas, it's Mississippi State, and I mean Louisville, whatever. And then does he make the visit to Texas? I mean, is he going to leave the SEC? We'll find out um, on that one. Yep, absolutely. So that's where the Texas sits at the portal. Let's um, let's uh, uh, pivot here and uh, talk about the junior day. Texas right now, uh, at our last count, expects sixty-four kids uh, at least. Uh, to be on campus this weekend, juniors or even sophomores in some cases, uh, to be on campus uh, for their, uh, what they're calling their elite day. Uh, we went over the, uh, we highlighted a bunch of the offensive players yesterday. Uh, let's highlight some of the defensive ones today. We certainly aren't going to mention every single name, Jerry, because there's just too many. 
but I wanted to talk about a couple of them. Marcus Deal, you broke the news yesterday, one of the state's top overall prospects. Uh, his dad, uh, I think, told you that he was going to be in campus, uh, a defensive lineman, offensive lineman out of Naaman Forest High School in Garland. Yeah, he's uh, I think he's he's our top 25 kid in the country for us and our on three uh, junior rankings. Uh, and, and I really believe that after seeing him, I, he's got tremendous feet. He's got really good bend. He's got strong hands, long arms. He's got all that. He's got all the stuff you look for, all the stuff the college coaches look for. That's why they've all offered him. Uh, his dad's the defensive line coach at Naaman Forest, uh, played at UTEP. Uh, mom was a, a volleyball and basketball player at UTEP, very athletic family. His brother plays as a freshman edge player at Tulane. So, look, he's always played D-line. I think offensive line is easily his highest upside position, but he wants to play D-line. Bo Davis is leading that recruitment for Texas. Texas is recruiting him as a defensive lineman. So wherever he goes, that's where he's going to start his career. We'll see how it ends up. Um, for him, but I think he's a big time prospect. That's huge news getting him on campus. And I think he's going to make the trip with uh, the junior center at Naaman Forest, who has a UTEP off or a couple of others. That's a head coach paralysis son. So really good center prospect there. So uh, it naturally makes sense that they all come down together for that junior day visit. Gotcha. Um, some of some edge guys are going to be in town too. Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, uh, is it Darren or Duran? Gullet. Darian. Yeah. Darian Gullet, Gullet out of uh, Marlin. Uh, I saw a picture of him. Jimbo Fisher was at, by his school. He's yes. got the world recruiting him right now. Same high school, obviously, as Jure Bledsoe that signed with Texas this past year. Carson Dean out of Hebron up in Louisville uh, is another one. Colton Vosick out of Westlake, but he's more of a strong side end. Um, who are some of the guys? Other Any other guys that I need to mention? Bray, I'll mention them real quick, and you just – you can uh, kind of – uh, yeah. riff off of it. Braylon Shelby from Friendswood, Brad Spence from Klein Forest, Whitfield Powell from there in the Austin area, uh, Alex, uh, and then uh, Samaj Burrell. Is he an edge or is he more? He's a linebacker. He's, he's a poor linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So those are the other guys that we know of for sure that are expected in this week that are in that category. Yeah. So um, Shelby, you know, I got to start with my Friendswood guy. Yeah, I'm with the Friendswood high, but uh, Shelby's a kid who uh, look, his brother plays at Louisiana Tech, was a really good athlete and wasn't as physical of a football player. And that's what I was watching with Shelby this year. Shelby is physical, bigger kid. Shelby looks like a million bucks now. When he walks in, he is he's one of those first off the bus guy, really athletic family. Uh, little sister is a big time uh, junior high, middle school basketball player coming up in AAU. Average like 40 a game in seventh grade, big what? time. She could grab the rim. She grabbed the rim in seventh grade. She's 5'9", five, 5'10". Really good athlete. Are you serious? Yes. Average 40 a game in seventh grade. My right entire timeout. My entire middle middle school team in seventh grade did not average 40 points. Yeah, she she put up a lot. <laughs> right. He's a kid who has a lot of the Big Ten offers, the Purdue's, the Illinois, the Indiana's, all those people have come through and offer him. Tennessee offered him early. Boston College, which I love that defensive staff. They love the kid. Um, I, I happened to run into somebody from BC at a high school yesterday and we're talking about how much they liked him. So Shelby's a kid that Texas has serious interest in and um, he fits the profile of a kid that if he comes in and impresses, he's been on campus before, could be offered. Uh, Vasek, obviously, if, if he's offered, he's a commit on the spot player. Um, yeah. you know, he's the son of Dwayne. Let's mention him. He's the son of Dwayne Vasek, who was at Texas at the same time I was. Uh, uh, Dwayne played, I think it was at Irving MacArthur, but Colton, uh, the five, uh, the state championship game, uh, MVP 
on defense uh, for Westlake. Uh, definitely has some um, recent offers of note. Uh, I think USC offered some other some other big name programs offered. You mentioned that he's you know, he's a good player. Um, we saw that in the state championship game when he was teamed up with Ethan Burke, and they were basically meeting at the quarterback on every drop back when right, right. <laughs> when North Shore went down. Um, uh, what about Brad Spence and Whitfield Powell? Yeah, Brad Spence. I was over at uh, Klein Forest uh, Friday for a basketball game. Uh, talked to a couple of guys on, on that staff, and he's a guy that, I mean, again, I mean, he's undersized though. He, he you know, for an edge kid, he's six one and a half, probably two fifteen, two twenty, maybe two twenty five. Be interesting to see what he weighs in at future Under Armour camps here, like in March in Dallas. But he is a great looking kid physically. Um, the question is going to be kind of how he, you're going to have to project him out a little bit. He, he's, he may be more of a projection off the ball at linebacker. Um, I'm actually going to go out there uh, next week in, in their athletic period because they have some younger kids, too, that can really run at Klein Forest and get a closer look at him. But that, that's what's going to be interesting is those schools evaluate him. I know A&M and Texas have been through there or were scheduled to go through there yesterday and today, I believe. So um, he's a guy who's definitely on their radar um, in, in Texas is early offered uh, spin. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where the pecking order of all these guys fall because there's so many edge guys coming in. Darren Gillette's an edge guy for me. I mean, we list him as a linebacker, but he's going to be 6'3", 250. I mean, his dad's a big guy. Um, dad played college basketball as one of the assistant, I think the girls varsity basketball coach at Marlin. Um, so he's a kid that has got a big frame, long arms, big hands. Uh, and I don't think he's an off the ball linebacker. I think he's going to end up being an edge player. Interesting. Um, I'm looking at it. What about Carson Dean? You didn't say much about him. Yeah. I, you know, Dean's a kid that's listed as a linebacker. I, I think he's going to grow into an edge kid as well. And so it, it's going to come down to, I mean, there's a, what, seven, eight edge kids we've talked about that are coming in. That also tells you where tech, uh, Texas is looking to begin this 2023 class. Um, uh, they've got some interesting decisions to make. Doesn't mean if you want a kid, you're going to get a kid. But these kids all talk now. The parents all talk nowadays. So everybody knows where you're at on the in the pecking order, right? They know who got more attention than the other guy, and that's what you have to balance on these junior days. Uh, it's not just Texas. I mean, you can everybody. Up, yeah, you can look up yeah. online and say who did who did uh, Texas offer? Who did A and M offer? Who did Oklahoma offer? LSU, whatever. That's, you see, you see when coaches are at schools nowadays, right, Bobby? There, you can't hide in recruiting anymore, right? And so you have to be very careful how you attack these guys. Who's one on the board? Who's two on the board? Who's three on the board? Because they're going to know, they're going to feel it on these junior days. Yeah, exactly. So, what about the linebackers? I'm, I'm, I'm flipping forward to the linebacker spot. There's not many. You mentioned Samaj Burrell, who's probably the highest ranked of the group right. uh, out of North Crowley. Alex Kilgore, a true linebacker, not a possible edge, to your point. Yeah. Samaj Burrell out of North Crowley. Alex Kilgore out of Katie Paytow, the uh, team that won the state championship. Uh, and then Caleb. Adelusky, uh, I hope I'm not butchering that name out of Melissa. Yeah, yeah, I think Burrell's the one there. I, I think he's the highest uh, level prospect. He's got some real run and hit ability, um, and he can really close on the ball. He's got some quick feet, uh, and he really can uncoil on people. I, I'm a big fan of his. I went through North Crowley last year. They have a junior running back that's a D1 kid too. Um, so when I saw those kids and they were sophomores, and I, I, I like Burrell, um, I, I think that is was an easy offer for Texas and the other programs that have offered him, um, and that's one I, I, I think Texas wants. All right, going forward to the safety corners type list, and then we're going to have an athlete list at the end. Two kids have committed elsewhere 
but are visiting Texas uh, for their junior day. Calvin Simpson Hurt, I think, is it Hurt or Hunt? Hunt. Uh, Hunt, out of uh, Waxahachie, a yep. uh, program that Texas was by just yesterday or day before with yep. Discharge Choice. He's committed to, to Joey McGuire in Texas Tech. Yeah. And then Tyler Turner out of San Antonio Brennan, more of a safety type, is committed to Baylor. Both of those guys are going to be on campus this weekend. Texas may or may not offer, you know, what, what's the situation? Yeah, I, I think they're more just sizing those guys up, getting them in, getting measurements on them. Uh, you know, the, the early evaluations enough that they bring them to campus uh, and, and we'll see what happens again. Like we mentioned on the, the offensive side yesterday, I think these in-person meetings are so big nowadays. I, I really do believe that, um, you know, because of the portal, because kids are leaving school so quickly, uh, I think being very comfortable with the kids that you're offering and you're bringing in is more important than ever. Um, so I think these conversations, it's, it's, it's more than the height weights and the 40 times now, right, Bobby? And, and you want to get those accurate heights and weights when those kids come in, the wingspans, the hand size, all the things they do. But I really think where recruiting is changing with all these kids coming in is it, 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 the sit down, the discussions are huge uh, because you can you don't want to get into a situation where you bring in 25 kids a year and 15 hit the portal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Texas has had that. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's Tom a Herman, evaluation process now more than ever. Yeah. Tom Herman, it, it, it certainly, uh, they may have looked good on paper, but when they got to town, uh, a few of them hightailed it pretty quick. Right. You know? And so I, I think that that's a, a great point. Now, now Simpson hunt is a corner. The other corner coming in, that's a for sure corner. There's some other DBs that we can talk about here. Uh, Latrell Howling out of Channel View, which is down off of a uh, channel in Houston. Yeah, Jalen Hurts' dad's still the coach there, by the is way. He really? <laughs> yeah, I went through there last year. Um, Howling's – do they have a couple of really good athletes at Channel View? There's a kid, Marquis Neal, which I'm, I'm going to reach out and see if he's coming in too. Texas Tech recently offered him as kind of a wide receiver safety type of kid, and you figure if one's coming in, the other probably is as well. Uh, we're going to work to get confirmation on that. But both those kids can really run, um, and, and they're both playmakers. And I think they're more in the evaluation mode, obviously, on these kids. But getting them on campus, getting a look at them, meeting them face-to-face. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some other DBs to go real quick. Jeremiah Jones out of Spring. Braxton Myers out of Coppell. I know he's got some yeah. uh, juice a little bit. Some people have talked about him. Tayshawn, is it Tayshawn or Tyshawn Wilson? Tayshawn. Wilson. Tayshawn out of Nady, Katie Mady Creek. Yeah. Um, uh, Jalen Meany out of uh, New Caney. Jelani Chevalier out of uh, Port Arthur Memorial, who is uh, uh, Jalen uh, Gilbo's uh, former teammate there. Uh, those guys also coming in. What you want to talk about yeah. any of those guys in particular? Yeah, well, and uh, and I think we need to mention Derek Williams, the safety out of Westgate. Yeah, I've got big time. I was oh, holding, the corners first. Yeah. I, well, no, I was holding the two out of state okay. kids. Okay. Was, okay. So your, let's start with Braxton Myers. Um, obviously, his father played at Alabama, played D line with the Cowboys. The interesting thing there is he was teammates and he's friends with Terrence Brooks. They were at Plano John Paul 
together, both transferred out because John Paul doesn't have early high school graduation. And so kids that are going to graduate in December or have left school, which is unfortunate. George Teague, George Teague is the head coach. Long Lifetime Longhorn Jonathan Scott's the offensive line coach. Chet Brooks was a defensive back coach. Coach uh, Braxton Myers' dad helped with D-line. They had a really good setup, but they don't have midterm graduation. So it's really hurt the program. But that tells you the kid, the type of people that Terrence Brooks, Braxton Myers, are always around. They're always around pros, guys that played professional football, college football, uh, uh, you know, that were tremendous players. Um, so I think Braxton Myers, a kid, he kind of fits a Texas profile, honestly. Uh, he's a very, I think, similar to Terrence Brooks in personality wise. And, um, you know, I don't think I'm not saying he's as high end of a prospect as Terrence, but I've got to, I've got to step in now because this is going to date me a little bit. Um, have you ever been to Vicksburg, Mississippi and gone to Vicksburg High School? I way back, maybe 2009. Okay, well, you say way back is 2009. <laughs> I went to Vicksburg, Mississippi. I think it was in the late, mid to late 90s to see Braxton Myers' dad yeah. as a defensive lineman or a defensive tackle. He was absolutely everywhere on the football field. That's hilarious. And it is one of the most interesting high schools to ever visit. I'm sorry to, to go on a second. No, no. Yeah. But you literally – as you're driving into the high school, you're passing Civil War markers on each side that are like historical place. This is where, right. the, I mean, it, it was like, I had also went to go see a guy named at, at a, the, the newer high school there, a guy named Brian Darden at Vicksburg Warren oh, yeah. Central. Now that was on the outskirts of town. This was down, like down right next to the river. And I mean, there, wow. That was a, a historical place to say, and Michael Myers did not yes. disappoint that day. No. So that's interesting. That's that's his son. Yes. That, that makes me that makes me feel <laughs> really really old. What about uh, uh, Tayshon? Or yeah, Tayshon. He's he's a really high end athlete. Uh, I'm a big fan of his his athletic ability, his feet. Uh, he's a stay attached kid. Natural. I think he's got a natural just feel in coverage. Question mark with him is going to be how tall is he going to measure? Is he going to be 5'9"? Is he going to be 5'10"? What's the length and the wingspan going to be for him? Um, he's a kid that Texas offered early. He's definitely uh, talented enough to play at Texas. I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, just where that height weight is with him and that wingspan is with him. Um, it, does he fit the ideal profile? Because he's the exact opposite of Ryan Watts. He's well, the opposite of Terrence Brooks. He, he may not be a corner, right? I mean yeah. – that in this in this scheme, you may be a a, a nickel or a safety. A nickel. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, to the I, 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 you and I both know this. We talk about it all the time. The two of the better defensive backs in the last ten years that Texas has produced are Earl Thomas and Andre Diggs. Oh. You know, does he have the weight to get up and be one ninety five? And that's in the question. They're, they're, you know, they're going to have to frame and, that out, right? They're going to have to look and, and at play that, that kind of with that kind of speed and ferocity right. um, and just not care about his body as much right. as some people do. Um, uh, what about anything on the Chevalier? I thought that was interesting. Young man from Port Arthur Memorial. Yeah, no, I, you know, I don't have much on him. I think that's more of an evaluation right now. Um, good player though. Okay. All right. Let's go to the two uh, out of state kids that you wanted to mention. The one from Westgate, New Iberia, Derek Williams, uh, in the Louisiana area, right on I-10 there. And then uh, there's another one. Um, um, is it Ma Mac Macari or Mallory? 
Vickers. Uh, Vickers, Macari Vickers. Yeah, yeah. Macari Vickers. Macari Vickers. Um, okay, that's a K. Yeah. And then he's um, out of uh, Pope John Paul II in uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. So right off. So, yeah, Vickers is a kid who fits the uh, student athlete profile for sure. I mean, Stanford's in there with him. You know, is Florida State going to be tough to beat? Is Florida, you know, Florida fits that profile like Texas does for him as well. They're definitely in the mix. I know Miami's in the mix uh, as a private school, probably fits that profile as well. And uh, that's a kid who I think it, it will be impressed. Um, you know, I think he's been through Texas once before, uh, but he'll, he'll be impressed uh, with the academic athletic combination at the University of Texas. I mean, look, he's considered Florida, Miami, Stanford. I mean, all those schools are in on him. Florida State's in on him as well. Now, let's call it a long shot until we hear something a little bit more, you know, but th- this will be two trips through Austin for him. Um, so that, there is something there, um, you know, and, and, and there's some prior relationships and recruiting there as well with him. Uh, Derek Williams, uh, look, I mean, that's Texas battling the, you know, your normal SECs. I mean, that's LSU, that's A&M, that's Auburn, that's Arkansas, that's everybody there. See if Alabama uh, makes him a priority. Uh, very, very talented kid. Got a lot of range, uh, easy range too, Bobby. It's very easy. Uh, but he's got a big frame too. He's a kid that can be a bit, he, he can he can carry 200 plus pounds. And it's a kid Texas has been recruiting since the staff got there. I mean, obviously, there's so many connections in Louisiana. Terry Joseph, uh, Corday Hankton's been on the staff. Bo Davis. I mean, you just keep going down the list. There's a lot of guys. Brandon Harris that have recruited Louisiana from Louisiana, uh, coached at LSU prior. So uh, they know the ins and outs of all these recruitments in Louisiana. Let me ask you this. So, so we've got I've got seven guys uh, listed that we've got listed as on Inside Texas as uh, athletes that are expected to be this weekend at junior day, obviously. And again, there's 64 total uh, kids expected in as of right now that we could have missed some, some could actually jump off of this list. This is a a fluid number. I hope everybody understands that. I don't want to. It's going to be 75 plus. Everybody should be prepared for that. Yeah, exactly. So Marcus deal added at 11 last night. You and I are on the same page. I just want to make sure all the, the, the yep. listeners understand that too. But the seven athletes that we've got listed, I just want to know what position they're playing and if if they are guys that we watch out for for offers or already have offers real quick. I know one of them does, and that's Anthony White at Abernathy, West Texas town there. What what position is he really being recruited as? I know he's heavily recruited. Yeah, I, a lot of schools like him at safety uh, from what I'm gathering. And, and I, think, I think he's more of a defensive guy. Um, uh, that's my initial uh, look at him. I, I do want to see him uh, at Under Armour camp in March and see kind of his movement skills against other top guys. If that's if he's if he works out at wide receiver, safety, whatever. Uh, but I lean more to safety uh, defense with him right now. Um, I, I think that's kind of his best fit. Um, you know, uh, some of those other guys I think are really you know they're true athletes, and, and it's more these guys are more of the it's more of the evaluation mode. I mean, like you look at a Darius Keen. Um, there's another kid at Nimitz in that class, last name Huff, who's a really good player. Um, and, and I think, uh, there's a good, you know, I'm, we're now working to see if he's going to be there as well, because it's normally not one without the other. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good thing about it. If there's multiple prospects of the school, they can share a ride. Right. I mean, that lets me, and like Keith Abney at Waxahachie, I'm sure is going with the other Waxahachie guys. Exactly. Exactly. And And by the way, we mentioned, you know, while we're on at the 2024s, uh, uh, one of the top linebackers in the country in that class is Colin Simmons from Duncanville. 
Uh, Texas offered him early. He's supposed to be in. So while we're talking about defense, I wanted to make sure we mention he's one of the higher-end defensive prospects that's going to be on campus. Um, so that's uh, that's good news that he's making it in. Uh, that's a kid that Texas really covets in 24. Jaden Allen, also B.J. Allen's brother, supposed to be in. He'll be in, committed to Texas. Dina Umiozulu, who is Neto's yep. brother. Both of those guys, all three of them are supposed to be highly recruited, right? And, and Zena, Zena is going to be a top 50 kid in the country in that class. And Colin Simmons could be in that area code as well. Um, Zena's big time, big time. Gotcha. All right. Chris Dawn uh, out of Mesquite Horn. Kenyon Armstrong out of Manville. Uh, Gavin Woods out of Cav- Canyon Lake there in the Smithson Valley. Uh, and then uh, Jordan Sanford out of Mansfield Timberview also expected in anything else you want to add before we we close out you mentioned the 2024s anything else you want to talk about before uh we we close this one out yeah no i just i think for the to, i think the fans have to be patient i, I don't think this is going to be a, a lot of commitments jumping out here um i think this is a lot of evaluations continued evaluations getting that in-person look getting that height and weight and, and meeting these kids and really getting to know some of these kids and seeing if they really fit um, what Sarkeesian and the staff are looking for. I, again, I, I, I'm going to say it a lot. I'm going to keep saying it, but these, these in-person meetings now are big in recruiting with the portal. I think that's really where things are changing on a recruiting front. Um, you have to be very comfortable with the kids you're bringing in because you don't want half your class gone in a year. And, yeah, and I, I think that's really changed in recruiting. I, I think that's really changed with this portal. I think that's a fair statement, Jerry. I also think I'm just, you know, my, my vantage point is if Texas picks up one to two commitments, you wouldn't be surprised this weekend. Right. No, no. If they pick up more than five, they're overextending themselves, in my opinion. I think so, too. And, and I, cutting, I agree with that. You know, and I think I, – and I do believe, based on what we've seen, what we saw this last year, I think that Steve Sarkeesian gets that. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think he's raring to just fill up the class and pass the, pass the hat and be done. I mean, it's – and it's over. You know, I, I think that he was ready to, um, you know, figure out who the best players are and then yep. go after those dudes. I mean, and, and that and that's a great point, Bobby. If 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 they kid walks out committed this weekend or commits the days after or picks up an offer in the days after, the Texas staff clearly sees that kid as a guy that they would recruit until the end. And that's maybe the most important aspect of these junior days. Yeah, I, I think that that's important. I I, I I feel like there have been times that Texas over offered early and then you can say, Oh, well, they didn't offer this guy early enough. Yeah, you're right. But you know, if, if you're not ready to offer, don't offer because you, it's hard to take that back and hard to walk that back. And high school coaches don't like that in Texas. No, no especially not at the university of Texas. That's right. That's it ha- right. I no offense to, to, to any other school in the state, but another school walks you back if it's S- an SMU is a is a great school, right? But if they walk it back, it just doesn't doesn't. If Texas Tech walks it back, right. it doesn't doesn't carry the same sting because the high school counselors going to know the, the assistant coaches are all going to know. You know the the principal's going to be taking n- note of it. It is just a different animal when Texas does it compared to some other folks, and so. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the out-of-state schools can do it on a moment's notice. That's right. And nobody's worse for wear, in their opinion. 
That's right. Um, and so I, I think that that's interesting. All right, Jerry, uh, Jerry uh, Hamilton of On3 and uh, Inside Texas, uh, please consider a subscription to InsideTexas.com. Uh, we're running uh, a couple specials right now uh, and uh, getting ready for uh, spring ball as well as the um, new signing period coming up or the, the signing period coming up in early February, as well as tracking these uh, uh, transfer guys that we've been talking about early in this uh, podcast. Uh, also, please consider a uh, just hitting the like button and or subscribing to uh, this uh, podcast and video cast uh, by clicking the subscribe button. For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been On Texas Football. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.